You are listening to the sermon podcast from Bethel Covenant Church. We're an evangelical church located outside Ellsworth, Wisconsin. And in order to love our neighbors during the COVID-19 pandemic, we are currently not gathering in person, but you can join us live online on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Bethel Covenant Church. We have a live stream every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening. At Bethel, over these last few weeks, we've been talking about different ways that we can carry hope in hopeless times. Uh, That when everything else that people are putting their hope and trust in uh, seems to be falling away and and getting shaken, um, we have a hope that is is more solid than than anything else that we might put our trust in. And, And so as the church in the middle of anxious angry, conflicting, confusing, difficult times, we have a special calling. And it's a special calling to be people of the gospel in all times and in all places. And so we've been talking about five ways that we can carry hope, uh, that we can let the hope that we have bless other people. Um, And so we talked about the beginning uh, is, we talked about beginning with prayer. That the best way to carry hope in the places that God is calling us is to start by praying for them, by listening to God, by praying for other people. Uh, next, we talked about what it means to listen to other people, that we can't, um, we can't encourage somebody without listening to what's going on with them. Uh, it's, it's, it's impossible because without knowing somebody's needs, how can we possibly serve them? And so we got to listen to people. we got to listen to God and what he's saying and leading. Um, last week, we talked about eating or experiencing together. Part of being people of hope means eating across lines, means uh, bearing the discomfort of getting to know somebody that's different from us. It means uh, getting to know somebody that disagrees with us on things uh, so that we can be people of hope in those situations. Well, this week we're talking about um, one more thing that people of hope do. People of hope serve. Um, And one, the best way, one of the best ways to carry hope in hopeless times is to be a person that serves, that serves others. Uh, now, in our culture, in our world, uh, we, we love um, the, the word serve. We love to talk about how much we're serving or how much we want to serve. When I was a, a waiter, I was a server. Uh, I used to work in customer service. We, we talk about our politicians as, as public servants. Um, you know, major corporations say their mission is to serve uh, their customers, right? In our world, everybody loves that word service. You know, everyone wants to adopt that, that image of, of a servant in their interactions with others. Um, even if what we're really doing isn't serving somebody else, right? Oftentimes in our culture, um, we use service as a disguise uh, to get things that we want for ourselves. We say, you know, how can I help you get into a new car today? You know, obviously we know that, that even the most godly car salesmen, uh, uh, their top concern is not serving us, right? It's selling a car. Um, I think even in our church, we, we adopt a, an image of service, uh, to try and convince people of something, you know, even in our own lives, um, we can mistake that kind of service, service uh, to get something out of somebody else um, for the kind of service that God is really calling us to. Uh, We're often, and and maybe you can think of time in your life, I know I can think of times in my lives where I've um, served in order to meet my needs. 
advance my image or, or virtue signal or gain a little recognition. Even when it comes to sharing the good news about Jesus, sometimes well-intentioned Christians think of serving others and caring for people um, as some kind of trick that we can use to like convince people about uh, what, we're what we're trying to sell them, right? Uh, if I serve them a little bit, eventually maybe they'll come to church. If I care for that person, maybe someday they'll, they'll come to church. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, service as a habit of hope people and how uh, as a practice, its foundation is, is incredibly deep in the gospel. In fact, uh, the idea of service is tied directly uh, to who Jesus is and what it means to follow him. And, and it's, it's almost an end, um, an end in itself. Um, so I was, I was listening uh, to this preacher the other day. Excuse me. I was listening to this preacher the other day, and he was talking about how most of us, um, we keep ourselves busy in life climbing ladders. And this was his image. And I just thought it was great. I want to share it with you. His image was, you know, some of us, we climb a, a work ladder, you know, and, and maybe, and, you know, imagine this ladder, maybe on your work ladder, there's a sign at the bottom and on the sign, there's a promise. And the promise is, you know, if you climb this ladder, you'll matter. If you show up to work every day, you work hard, you'll make something great. You'll make enough money to care for your family. You'll be able to take care of yourself. At the end of the day, if you climb this ladder, if you dedicate yourself to getting one rung above the other on the work ladder, you will matter. And so we do, right? We, we climb, we work hard, we keep our head down. Uh, and each rung of that work ladder, you know, we find a little bit more significance, we think, you know. Uh, but often after a while, we make it high enough on that ladder and we look down and, and we discover that while we've dedicated ourselves to this work ladder, um, maybe there's strained relationships in our wake. Maybe there's regrets in our wake. Uh, we find behind us people that we no longer connect to, compromises that we've made in favor of of this ladder that maybe we regret a little bit. Some of us uh, don't climb a work ladder. Some of us uh, climb all kinds of different ladders. Maybe you climb an entertainment ladder. You know, you live your life for the weekend or the weeknight, for that time that you can uh, sit down and, and watch something on TV and, and disconnect for a little while, or, or maybe uh, maybe play a video game or, or watch sports or whatever, that, that you're just working for that moment. You're working for the weekend. Maybe you're climbing an entertainment or a leisure ladder. Everything you do is a means towards that, and you find yourself more connected uh, to those things than you do to the, the people in your lives. Others of us, uh, we climb a people-pleasing ladder. Uh, we do for others to get others to like us, appreciate us, and respect us. Uh, some people uh, climb, a, climb a sex ladder. Uh, we look for more and more uh, sexual experiences and pleasurable experiences, and we just pursue those hoping that eventually we'll get to the top and we'll find something. We'll find what's promised on that sign. Maybe you climb a family ladder. If we can just get our family perfect, then things will be okay. Maybe, uh, and, and I know Christians like this, and I've fallen victim to this in my life too. Some of us climb like a, like a churchy kind of ladder. If I read a little bit more, if I uh, serve or volunteer a little bit more, if I show people, um, what a good Christian I am, then I'll start to feel appreciated, respected, and valued. Um, sometimes, um, I don't know, I've been on this ladder a bit these last few weeks. Sometimes it's just like a getting through the day ladder or, or a trying to feel normal ladder. But no matter what kind of ladder you're climbing, uh, the promise is this, that if you can get high enough up 
that ladder, it will be worth it. If I can make a little bit more money, I'll feel safe. If I can get all the meals prepped and keep the house clean, I'll have made it. If I can maintain a stricter uh, moral code, I'll be good enough. If I can find the right partner or the right relationship, I'll finally feel filled up. If I can achieve that, I'll finally matter. Uh, and, and it's not always bad or destructive things that are on these letters. Usually it's, it's good stuff. It's good to work hard. It's good to care about your family. It's good to serve at church. But the question that uh, this preacher raised and that, that I am wrestling with too is, you know, what if, you know, success or greatness isn't found at the top of that ladder? Uh, well, today um, we're going to walk through um, a part of the book of Philippians. And Philippians is a letter uh, written to a bunch of Christians that lived in an important place. Um, uh, the city of Philippi was an important place full of important people who were, who were doing a great job climbing that ladder. Um, Philippi was filled with the descendants of victorious Roman soldiers. Uh, that's, that's who founded that city or who colonized that city. And so if you are from Philippi, you have an incredibly strong patriotic fervor for Rome. Uh, you know that you're special. It was, it was considered a mini Rome in the region that it existed. There's uh, lots of wealth in the city, beautiful buildings. If you were from Philippi and you were a Roman citizen, you knew that you mattered. And if you lived there, you were busy climbing a, matter, a ladder of respect. And so this whole letter um, <clears throat> revolves around this poem that we're going to read in a minute. And the, the poem is about how Jesus refused to live a life of ladder climbing. Uh, and it shows us how we can find true life, true significance, not in getting one more rung up, but instead in humble service like Christ, something else entirely. Um, so, so I just want to walk through this. Philippians 1, we're going to start in verse um, 5. It says this, In your relationships with one another... Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Um, so have, have the same brain, the same way of thinking as, as Jesus. And, and then Paul goes on to describe how Jesus thought. He says, have the same mind as Jesus, who, being in very nature God, uh, being God himself, did not consider equality with God as something to be used to his own advantage. Uh, this is a this is a reference. This poem is is it connects all over Scripture, and this is a reference to like page two of the Bible. If you remember in the book of Genesis, God makes Adam and Eve. Uh, he tells them not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and and when they do, God says they're trying to be like me. Uh, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, they couldn't stop themselves from grabbing at that that fruit, that thing they they weren't being offered. The thing that God was waiting uh, and not giving them at that moment. And, and so they reached up and grasped. And, and what Paul is saying is think about Jesus, who even though he's God himself, he didn't consider equality with God as something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, continues in verse 7, instead of grabbing, Jesus did the opposite. Instead of climbing the ladder, he went, he went down. It says, rather, he made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant. You see that, that parallel? Um, even though he was in nature God, Jesus took the nature of a servant. And, and, and again, as a reminder, in the Roman world, um, 
big uh, companies and people didn't try and convince you that they were, were servants. In the Roman world, servants were, were despised and looked down upon. They were appreciated as people doing stuff for you, but everybody knew servants don't matter. You don't want to be a servant in the Roman world, but Paul is saying uh, Jesus took the very nature of a servant, somebody at the very bottom. This is not an honorific, right? Um, this is, uh, think less like protect and serve, you know, as we think of service, they protect and serve, and more like Cinderella scrubbing floors. Like, though Jesus is the king, he's scrubbing the floors. It says, um, rather than he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. Though he was God, in nature God, he took the nature of a servant and was made in human likeness. It says, being found in appearance as a man, and, and beyond that, beyond being a man, being found in appearance as a man, it says, he humbled himself. Not only did he become human, he humbled himself lower. You see how Jesus is climbing down a ladder. He humbled himself. Not only did he humble himself and wash people's feet, uh, he became obedient, obedient to death, even death on the cross. And what what Paul, is, Paul is highlighting here, oh, there we go. <laughs> what Paul is highlighting here is that instead of climbing the ladder up, Jesus started at the top and walked down from the very top to the very bottom, the furthest distance imaginable. Um, it's like, imagine if, you know, the, the president resigned, gave away his possessions and took a job cleaning your toilets. And, and if he did that, he wouldn't come even close to the kind of lowering that Jesus did. It's, it's unheard of. Nobody has ever gone that far down one of those ladders. In Paul's day, um, this kind of self-lowering um, was not respected or appreciated. It was, it was seen as quite negative. Um, even today, it might bother us a little bit. I remember one time I preached on this text, and I talked about how Jesus uh, not only humbled himself, but humiliated himself, really, by you know, the, the high-level respect and, and, being, and being brought all the way down. It's, it's a kind of humiliation, and I got a lot of pushback from people, like, oh, Jesus wouldn't humiliate himself. But, but that's because it bothers us. God humbled himself, lowered himself as far as he possibly could be lowered. Um, and Paul um, continues, he continues echoing Isaiah um, because Paul believes and the, the Bible teaches that the very lowering that Jesus did leading up to his death on the cross, it, it leads to his resurrection. That lowering isn't a weird part of the good news that we'd rather not talk about, um, but that instead it what makes the good news possible. Uh, that God would not sit in heaven and condemn his failing creation, but instead lower himself into it, step down into the mud of our mess to value us over himself, to do what's in our interest rather than his. It's in the lowering that the death and, res and death, that the resurrection becomes possible. Paul continues in verse 9. It says, Therefore God exalted him into the highest place, because he lowered himself all the way. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, every tongue in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Um, this is kind of churchy words, um, but, but here's what's, what's being said, that uh, not because of Jesus' strength, 
not because of his position, not because of his prominence or his abilities. Um, Jesus is exalted in his death, in his humility, he's lifted up. Um, and as Christians, we believe that this is the real world, that the real world, the real way uh, to find significance and life isn't in climbing the ladder, but in uh, trusting and following a God who served us. This is how the gospel changes the world. It tells us that the true way to find peace and success and value is by trusting in our servant God. Hope people uh, have the same mindset as Jesus. We lower ourselves. We lay aside the ladders of success and serve people. And when you do, you'll find that God will lift you up in ways you didn't seem to think possible. Um, serving people is not some kind of trick to uh, share the gospel or to, to convince people about Jesus. It is the gospel. And only in following the one who served us, only in lowering and abandoning the ladder, do we find significance in life. Um, and it's because of this that Paul writes Philippians. And the, the whole book, I encourage you to read it, the whole book of Philippians, it's like a, it's like a web that comes back to, to, this, to this line, to this poem. The whole book is about what it means to live this out. And in the verses preceding this poem, uh, they just provide a, a great example. This is, this is what Jesus says. This is what it means. This is what it looked like uh, to Paul and how he felt it should look to the church in Philippi to, to, to believe this, to believe that God lowered himself and to follow that kind of God. He, he says this. He says, therefore, this is verse 1. It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if you have any comfort from his love, if you have any common sharing in the spirit, if you have any tenderness and compassion, what, what Paul is saying is if, if you know who Jesus is and he knows who you are, if you're connected to him at all, then verse two, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, by having the same love, by being one in spirit and one in mind. It says by being one, and what kind of mind is this that Jesus is talking about or that Paul's talking about? It's this. He says the kind of mind that, verse 3, does nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. The kind of mind that rather in humility values others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. I, this week, the word that just hit me so hard is, is that. That's why I put it so big on the slide. Um, and, and it's been challenging me all week. What does it mean to value others above yourself? What does it mean to look to somebody else's interest ahead of your own? Um, I think there are, are three things that just get highlighted here. That as a church, Paul says we ought to be united in love. In our relationships, we ought to value others above ourselves. And in our lifestyles, we look not to my interest, but the interest of others. What would it look like to join Jesus in living like this? How would you think about the people that um, you run into every day? How would you think about the people in your family that you take care of? How would you think about the people that drive you absolutely crazy if we really did, like Christ, lower ourselves and value them and their needs and their interests ahead 
of ours. Who would you encourage? Who would you call if you really thought they mattered more than you? That's what God has been just piercing me with this week. Who would you encourage? Who would you serve? Who would you listen to, even though they drive you crazy, if you really thought they mattered more than you? Because the biblical vision of success, the biblical vision uh, of human life is not climbing ladders, it's, it's downward. Uh, uh, Paul's vision is this. His dream, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is this. That inside the body of Christ, the church, we would be so busy serving each other that we would forget to think about ourselves. That when we gather together, uh, either online or in person, when we gather together in person or in small groups, when we meet each other in the street, that we would be so busy trying to make sure that whoever it is is uh, being taken care of and made comfortable, that we would forget our own discomfort. That we'd be so busy praying for each other and encouraging others to love God and serve Him that it wouldn't matter um, what they do or what they think about us or how they respond. That it wouldn't matter what songs we're singing or what color the carpet is or what the, what the ceiling looks like. Paul's hope, Scripture's hope, is that through people living like that, holding on to each other like that, living the self-lowering love of Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, that through those communities, the whole world would see the truth would see that Jesus, to, to see the reality of Christ, uh, that the whole world would see who Jesus is, not in reading a book, not in a perfect, amazing, awesome sermon, though, I mean, there are just so many of those, uh, not in a perfect argument, but in a life lived differently, in the lives of people struggling to lower themselves and really worry about the interests of others ahead of our own. So much that it spills out into our workplaces and our families and our neighborhoods. My friends, Jesus humbled himself for us. He lowered himself without precedent. No one has ever gone or ever will go further in lowering themselves for another person. He submitted, God himself submitted to death on a cross. And if we want to share in his resurrection, we must accept a share of his sacrifice. He's calling us uh, to step off of our ladders, accept our value, accept his death and resurrection as our, as our value, our security, to finally arrive. And, and when we do, we'll find that um, we're filled up in a way that those ladders never, never, ever could. So wherever you are today, Whatever the Holy Spirit is saying to you, whatever God is saying to you, whatever ladder you've been climbing or keep struggling up, I want to invite you to pray with me um, to accept a share in his death and a share in his resurrection. Would you pray? Lord God, I have been climbing ladders. I've been trying to find my value, my peace, and my security in my own strength. Lord God, I've been climbing ladders and there is wreckage in my wake. Hurt people, forgotten people, broken relationships, and sin. Because of your son, Jesus, who died and rose again, forgive me my sin. 
and by your Holy Spirit, make me new so that I may trust in the same resurrection of our Savior. In your name, amen. If you prayed that with us today, um, maybe for the first time, uh, maybe you found out and thought like I did, you feel pierced to the heart by this and you have noticed some of the ladders you've been climbing, whether it's a first-time commitment or a recommitment, if you've prayed that, if you accepted that hope that God wants to plant in your heart and in all of us today, you can trust that God is holding on to your life, that your inheritance is imperishable. It can't go bad. He's making you into a new person, a person of hope. That is your gift, but it's also a calling. So may we receive hope and share it. May we go forth and live as people of hope putting the interests of others ahead of ourselves and seeing how God is glorified, people are healed, and our world is changed in his wake. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can find out more about us and join our live streams at facebook.com slash Bethel Covenant Church. Thanks and have a great week.